The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Tom. Or, oh, oh, oh no! Oh, you oh no! Up. Tom's not here. Tom's not here. Um, Tom is not here. But it's okay. We're gonna we're gonna work through this. We're gonna be strong. Um, so I'll go to the next best person. Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg, are you ready for this? Are you ready? I'm for ready, man. Drink? Good. I want to come on the show for a long time. Well, here you go. Here's the day. Um, and I'll ask the guy who I think resents being on this show every episode. Uh, Travis, <laughs> are you, are you ready for this? I'm very happy to be here. Now it feels like I'm part of straight down the middle. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're like trending way up. So I'm, I'm very happy about this. Well, Good see, job, I'm happy Joel. about you. That's why I had to wear, I was going to fix my hair, but I was like, nope, I got to wear a hat today. There we go. Got to yeah, channel yeah. my inner Travis. Perfect. Hey, I appreciate it. I mean, you t- but if you really wanted to, you got to shave the beard though. Oh, I can't grow I can't. a beard. No. So no, no, I'm horrible look, without a beard. I got to have a beard. You look beautiful though. You look, look. <laughs> Thank you. Gorgeous. Joel, <laughs> just, just roll it. Okay. Just roll it, Joel. Here, here's, here's that intro song. We, we, we're three guys who like the John Pinball. So we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis down with John Pinball. And we call ourselves Triple Drain. I mean, Greg, does that just get you pumped up? I mean, I was hyped the whole time. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, <laughs> well, Travis, I, I feel like you're just going to make uh, bone jokes the whole time. You know, we're entering the bone zone. What else you got? You're ready to. I said that in pre-production. Yeah. That's all you. You got no, the you first said that, bone joke. You said that in the uh, the Facebook message group, too. I think it was the first chat. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up to a message this morning. I was like, yeah, I was wondering what time we were starting the bone zone. You've heard that your whole life, haven't you, Greg? <laughs> yes. I mean, what a great day. last name. What a and great actually, last like, through, name. Through, through some of my life, like, you know, obviously in school, you know, there's the boner jokes and you get all the bone stuff. Mm. And then there was just like a hiatus in my 20s where that I didn't get any of that. <laughs> and now, like, now in my late 30s, 40, yeah. like... <laughs> friends and people have brought it back for some reason. Well, well at least they're I mean, still friends, right? That's yeah. what happens, though. You get to your late 30s, early 40s, it's it's almost like you devolve to like yes. your 20s, but yet you actually are like financially secure. You've yes. got like a little bit more knowledge. Yep. And Joel, you're young, right? You're like I'm still in my 30s. Yep. You're like 36, there, 35. Yeah. How old are you, Joel? I'm 35. Oh, man. Yeah, you, so got you got some time before you hit this. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, what am I, I'm looking at Travis's background. I feel like every week he adds something new. Uh, you got the, you got the Iron Man. Changed. Gauntlet. Oh I don't yeah. Think my that son, was my son put that up. Oh, nope. okay. No, nothing else changed. We're still trying to move. So I'm not like, yeah, I'm trying to do all this. I know I need a pinball machine. Behind so you bought me. a house and you didn't use Greg as your realtor is what I'm hearing. Well, he True. went to, you were, you need uh, to come to St. Louis, Greg. <laughs> yep. Like that's, that's the only saying. way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm just getting licensed in St. Louis just so I can help you. Just, out. just yeah, for that exactly. one house, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got in the background? We got the what are the bonehead lights? I see that in Greg's background. Oh, Greg, I feel yes. like you've you've patented that. Uh, shout out to Comet Pinball, right? Comet Pinball. Oh, with their, amazing. With their uh, their little light, and I feel like you put that all together, and then they call it the bonehead. You got a little yeah. Shout they out were on just like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, we're going to use this because we like the photos and we like what it does, and it's super. Like to me, it's like the cheapest, best mod that you can do, and I like it yeah. a little bit in the under cab light. I mean, who? Like, why do you want to light up your floor? Light up your wall where everybody's mm-hmm. looking. Look behind yeah. the heads. It's no brainer. That's okay. bloody brilliant, right there. 
I feel like that's a great transition to show off that in my background. Boom, the Godzilla topper. It is yes. here. It is present. Um, I know. Well, we'll, we'll get. Wow, we, we can just dive we right just into it. We just need to go straight well, into, it, right into it, right Stop into. teasing the audience. Let's so just here's go. the deal. With Tom not here, um, the reason Tom's not here is he's still in Europe. So Travis and Tom both competed in the IFPA World Championship for last year over in Europe. So that was in Germany. Um, and that's all we're going to talk about it because we're going to save that for Tom. Um, uh, there was a lot of competitive pinball. There was also some European something. There was the, what is Epstein cup, which is like us versus Europe or North America versus Europe. I don't know exactly how they do it, but there was a lot, there's a whole lot of uh, tournament pinball played over there. And then Tom is still there with his family. Um, they're on like a European vacation. So, um, I'm assuming he is probably on the beach in a speedo as we speak would be that would be a little late but. that's it's pretty close actually yeah that would be tom <laughs> so um so tom will be back and we will make sure we'll dive all into that goodness um when he gets back so we were thinking we still want to do an episode it's been a little while we can't talk tournaments so we start going through the list of like all the people we've had on and we're like who do we know that doesn't like tournaments and to be honest the first person i thought of was zach mini so I thought of Zach Minnie, and I was like, people are sick of Zach. You know what people love? They love Greg. So let's get Greg Bone on here. The better so half it, is straight down the middle. It's an unfair statement <laughs> to say that I don't like tournaments. I actually love tournaments. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not Zach. I love tournaments. I just okay. don't know enough about them, nor do I take the time to to go out and play in them. But I love that, them. That's fair. Greg, I, I, I used to play a little bit. I'm I got to apologize yeah. for Joel. He's like a tournament snob now. He took 89 <laughs> at Cleveland. He has like five yeah. whoppers. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to let you know ahead of time. The rest of us <laughs> tournament players, we do not look down on the people yeah. that don't play tournaments. <laughs> I know. Joel is just like automatically like, <laughs> oh, Greg don't play tournaments. So Greg must hate tournaments. Greg's right. an outsider. Well, I just yeah. didn't want people to like try to slip in some Free tournament Madonna, talk here. This Joel guy. <laughs> you know? My God. Be like, oh, because we can't, we know tournament talk. Tom's not here. We're not going to, you know. So <laughs> we wanted to, we wanted to go with, you know, somebody we knew wasn't going to slip into that. And you, you fit the bill. So thank yeah, you, Greg. No worries there. <laughs> thank you, no Greg, worries there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the the goal here, uh, you know, there hasn't been any crazy game release. Well, there is one. The, what is the Hexa Pinball? The Space Hunt. It's, yeah. Is it Space Hunt or Super space, Hunt? Space Hunt. Space Hunt. Um, They're competing against space tanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> here, space. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if any if you guys have any initial impressions. I heard. I mean, so Greg does work for Flipping Out. Obviously, Zach and, and Nicole run that company, and Greg, you do. Uh, what well, I don't know what your title is. Tech support or just. Yeah, the, more the man. tech. Yeah. Okay. So I think Zach has reached out to that company. It's a French-based company to to probably talk distributorship, um, but I, I I don't think that's happening. I think they said something along the lines of like we're gonna stay within the country. I don't know. So I I'm guessing you're not going to be involved in Hexa Pinball's Space Hunt <laughs> reveal I don't know or release. Yet. Like we so we we hadn't really discussed it. Like I was actually over there yesterday. I drove down to his house. Um I, family's all out of town, so I usually try to make it all about pinball and just a nice. good time. Take advantage okay. of it. So I drove down there and he briefly brought it up, but we didn't really go into kind of any details about what their discussions were or whether we were going to or not be carrying those. Okay. Got it. Um well hopefully you like bright pink. Because yes. <laughs> that yes. game, I mean, to be honest, I, I love uh, TNA. I love uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation and the color palette of that. Pinks, purples, bright greens. Yes. So to be honest, the color palette, like, I'm okay with. I My daughter yeah. would freaking love it. Bright pink. I think it's a, I think it's a cool looking or beautiful looking game. But 
I don't know. My view, at least on on brand new manufacturers, are it's just the bar is put so high by yeah. these other companies that if I if I only have X amount of money, it is you've got to do something ungodly to justify, you know. Well, because like, you don't want to take the risk, like direction. like you said, yeah. you've only got so much money. So why, like, you want to you you, you kind of want a safer bet. You don't want that long oh, yeah. shot. <laughs> you know, to waste your money on. And you're like, oh, okay. You know, I was going to get one new pin this year. And now I've got a, a turd set in here that doesn't yeah. work or that plays like crap. And that's, it's tough when, with these other, mm-hmm. you know, manufacturers, I mean, Stern is consistently good. JJP yes. makes consistently good games. And then Spooky makes their games can be good. I mean, it's like even yes. just those three alone, American, it's just, you got so many great options here in North America, and I understand we have global listeners, so maybe there are people over in Europe that want to support somebody local. I mean, so I don't know. I'm just in a wait and see situation. Uh, there's a lot of question marks. It's an unlicensed theme, like always. Uh, mm-hmm. The song is interesting, to say the least. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe it's incredible. Maybe it's incredible, but we're, we'll, yeah, maybe they'll ship you one, have you and Zach make a beautiful featurette for them, and it ends up being a lovely, lovely game. I don't know. <laughs> Travis, I don't know, is the, the pinball company's not <laughs> buying any that you know of. No, I mean, <laughs> well, here's the thing: it, you the three the three manufacturers that you listed off, right? Yeah, Stern, Jersey Jack, Spooky. Yeah. All three of them, what they're very good at at this current time is getting themes. Yes. And more mm-hmm. than anything, it, if you're a brand new business or you're a brand new startup, it's awfully hard to get footing in this industry if you're not bringing that to the table. Because you're already bringing on a bunch of unknown variables, like how fast are you going to get games manufactured? How fast are you going to ship out? What's the customer support afterwards? Who's designing? Who's doing software? What's going to be the updates? There's all these other things that are involved in it. And so for a casual player or for somebody that's just involved in pinball to the extent that they are, one of the Mm -hmm. first things they're going to look at is the theme. So if you're approaching this with the unlicensed theme, and you understand what that variable is, I mean, that's more than often, it's a strike against you, especially if it's overseas. I mean, it's got to be an extraordinary type of game, like TNA, for instance, yeah. that people have, it's accessible to people to where they can readily play and they can see what it is, they can hear it, they can feel it. And it's just, it's awfully hard if you're overseas for at least the American buyer to sense that, unless there's just like a kick-ass promo video that puts it out there. That's why that is so damn important. Cause I mean, just like the Godzilla topper, prime example right there. There's a yeah. lot of people that were like on the fence until Zach put out his promo. And then everybody's like, Oh, okay, this looks legit. This looks cool. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just the variable with it. It's not to say it's going to be a bad game or great game. Just simply don't know just because well, of those it, variables alone. Yeah. Theme sells. I'm always a huge proponent. Theme, theme sells like, mm-hmm. like it is the big thing. Cause you can, you can have a, a game that's, Good, just good. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be extraordinary, but it's got a theme that resonates with people and it elevates that game. Whereas you take it and you give an original theme to that good game, people are still not going to hardly buy it, you know. Yeah. And and I, I always just go back to dialed in. How many dialed uh, dialed in is a fantastic game, but you still just it. No one it moves along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you play it, it yeah. moves along, or nobody wants to own it, and it comes down to the theme. And you know, the thing that you had with with TNA was Scott Denise had such a, a cult following that that took years to evolve as he was building that game and took it around the shows and everything. You know, there was it it sort of became a popular theme within the pinball community, even though it was an original theme. Yeah. It became its own theme that you resonated with and that you sort of knew because he had brought it around so much and there was so much hype around it. 
And you, it's yeah. hard to get that. Especially 100%. like you said, Travis, like overseas, you're not going to get that. Yeah. And with some of these brand new companies too, even if you do have a killer theme, like Queen, for example, that's a mm-hmm. killer theme, but there's still so many question marks of like, how are they going to build? What's the build quality? How's the software support? Is this going to do this yeah. and this and this? So it's, I don't know. I, I respect all these companies that are trying to get into the industry, trying to, to start something new, but man, mm-hmm. has that, that has to be just some ridiculous uphill battle um, yes. that I don't envy. So stressful. It's yeah. stressful running a business. I mean, especially if you're trying to break into a market yeah. that is yeah. very stressful to do. So, I mean, props uh, to people trying and hopefully it works out. I will say, and maybe, maybe this is unfair, but I was listening, um, Don's pinball podcast. It's a, it's another podcast. And, uh, that guy, I, I haven't heard a ton of his stuff, but I was recommended. I was told that on his latest episode, he has the, the owner of punny factory or the owner of, uh, I don't know the Pinball Adventures, I think, is the the company. Mm-hmm. He had him on the episode, and I'm only gotten a little bit in. I haven't heard the whole thing, but that guy, the owner of of Pinball Adventures, he made the comment. He said, because um, the the question was something along the lines of like, "Congrats to you for finally actually like you have an idea and you're actually making games for customers. You're actually manufacturing games." And the guy said, "Well, believe it or not, manufacturing the games is the easiest part." <laughs> and that's all I heard. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, that's what I thought. I, I, I Everything else that I've heard, it's the exact opposite. Thinking of a concept, so what's designing a part? game, making one. I don't know. I just heard him say, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. manufacturing the game's the easiest part. It's like, what? Like, that's where every other company is stuck, right? I yes. mean, you look at Haggis. <laughs> like, Haggis has a beautiful game, these Fathoms, and they are taking years to make them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the design that's hard. Like I mean, it's the manufacturing that's the hard part, right? That, that goes mean, into the variable part again, though. I mean, if you're manufacturing at scale, yeah, then it's highly difficult because you got to yeah. get so many products out. If you're not manufacturing to scale, you only have to make a few every now well, and again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe it maybe that's it. Pinball Adventures, maybe they're making twenty or less. So it, it's hard to tell. I don't know. Let's just put it this way: if if whatever you come out with outpaces. Right. Like the demand totally outpaces what you're mm-hmm. able to put out. Yeah. Guess what? That manufacturing is going to feel very difficult because you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You got yeah. pissed off customers. Yes. I mean, but well, if you're if you can manufacture and outpace the demand. Well, yeah, it's it's not going to seem near as hard because you're not your back's not up against the wall to produce X number of games through a certain amount of time. You're just meeting an allocation point at that point. Yeah. And I, yeah. I maybe that's a great transition because these two games cause that problem. So behind me, I have Godzilla and Foo Fighters, both of which I would assume way outperformed what Stern was expecting them to do. And yeah. here we are. I mean, Stern has changed their, um, you know, shout out, Travis, you made this beautiful graphic for the pinball company the other day that shows the timeline, the manufacturing timeline uh, or the schedule uh for this year i saw that i was i was impressed i was like you actually do like quality yeah i I do i do some work (laughs) you know i mean like 18 minutes a day i clock in so right now i've gotten seven done so far so i had to clock out for this but yeah i think greg puts in at least an hour for the for flipping out i mean modeling takes like eight hours a day that's tough (laughs) that's hard (laughs) <laughs> what I will say is these two games, I mean, clearly outperformed what they were expecting. And so here's Stern kind of scrambling to like, how do we do it? How do we fit all these in? And, and you know, we're still doing like there are people that still don't have their Godzilla premiums and they ordered them a long time yeah. ago. Foo Fighters, it's like having to add more and more runs and shift things around. 
Um, if we want to go to another manufacturer, I know CGC, obviously manufacturing all the Cactus Canyons. It's taking forever. That was announced mm -hmm. in October, not last year, but the year prior. Like we're approaching two years and there are people that ordered them day one and still don't have them. So yeah. I just, I mean, it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have, right? It's a good problem when you weigh <laughs> outsell what you're expecting to do. Mm -hmm. It's a good problem to have. But um, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of that in this industry and a lot of people waiting on games. And then you have other people that have games that they're trying to sell that just, I just feel like it's either one or the other, right? <laughs> it's either a huge hit or manufacturers can't sell them or distributors have a bunch and they're on the shelf and they're just sitting. It's one or the other. Well, well and I goes, think sometimes with yeah. some of these companies, you take some, you know, you you come off of a really big hit. Like, you know, I can't imagine creating a really big game, something that just sells the hell out of games. And then how do you gauge that your next pin? You know, like, do you yeah. scale down? Are you are you literally reflecting and thinking, okay, like, well, man, we killed it last time. We're going to kill it again. And then you ramp up manufacturing. Like, how do you even gauge that? You know, when, when you're somebody like Punny Factory or you're a smaller company starting off, I feel like, you know, you're just kind of building to demand, but sure. you know, when you're a manufacturer that's become a little bit more established, like, how are you going to gauge that? How are you going to make those runs? Um, you know, so Stern's got a little more figured out cause they can just throw old games back on the line and, you yeah. know, start rebuilding vault something real quick and throw it online and keep all their employees working. But, you know, you take somebody like CGC or JJP or somebody, you know, that's gotta be like a super difficult thing to be able to try to gauge that next game and what that popularity is going to be getting parts stocked up you know what i'm saying so you're you're kind of back and forth you know if it's a big hit oh man we don't have games but they're going to trickle out yeah. or now we got a bunch of games because we anticipated it was going to be a big hit because of our last couple games and now we're setting on stock and what do we do so like sure. i'm like you guys like i don't envy that at all yeah, and you look at Stern. I mean, I I would assume maybe this is uh, I would assume that James Bond is not as selling as well as they assumed. So instead of these runs, it's like all of a sudden, what do they have? They well, they got more Godzillas they can make. They have Iron yeah. Maidens they can make. They have Jurassic Park yes. premiums they can make. It's just like it's clearly yeah. yes. Stern has things figured out there where they can pull from the back catalog at any moment, and their line has been packed for years now. I mean, it's yeah. nonstop. Well, it's uh, it's definitely Bond, hitting a moving target too. No, yes. you're, you're oh, fine, Greg. It's it's oh, just no. what I'm saying is it just hit. It's like hitting a moving target mm -hmm. when you're trying to determine how many games you need to produce, how much can this move, what's going to be the velocity of sell. You yep, know, because yep. it, it's like anything else. Their LEs are going to absolutely sell out every single time yep. because it's going to go to all the dealers and distributors, and we're going to be able to sell it out. Now it becomes is the pros and the premiums. How well are those going to sell? That's that's the tough part right there, mm -hmm. and that's what we're seeing with Bond. Mm -hmm. right now i mean it's it's awfully hard to get games moving that's kind of set up like bond is currently well and i think bond so i think you know there was you know a decently recent code update i think bond to me is going just because i actually like the way it shoots i know it's gotten a lot of flack i know that you know that the code early on obviously was a lot behind it but i think it's going to be another rush i think that you know any of us distributors or anybody that has a game sitting i think those games are going to sell i think that they're going to have to throw it back on the line again because i do think that it's going to over the next year creep up as like this kind of sleeper especially if there's a lull or there's a miss you know if they come out with something like venom or any rumor rumored titles that come out and it doesn't do as well as they think people are going to take that money and go somewhere else with it. And yeah. I think it's going to be to a game like that. It's like, Oh man, you know, I've got some time on that game. I really liked it. Let me try it out. 
you know, I've done that with games before, and I, I really think that's going to be kind of a, another sleeper, um, you know, that comes up. Well, I would say as of right now, every other game in Stern's catalog is basically a complete game. Even though Foo Fighters isn't mm-hmm. 1.0, that's a complete game. So it's it's hard to, I mean, Bond is getting there, but, yes. you know, a month or two back, it's just like, well, if you have money to buy something brand new, it's like, do you want to play the game of Bond and and hope the code involved, you know, yeah. becomes what exactly. you want it to be? Or do you just get one that's basically yeah. amazing oh, right out of the box? Like Bond is kind of going through this weird time right now. So one of the things that you can do to kind of get a glimpse of if a game's going to be a decent seller or not, it's basically three variables are involved in it. It's going to be theme. It's going to be, is the layout dynamic looking? Meaning, like, does it just look fun to shoot? And how's the artwork? Like, those three mm-hmm. things are really going to be the very beginning of whether or not it catches people's eyes because mm-hmm. nobody can really gauge what the code is going to be, but the code will help it get past that first, that first few months. So if the code is there after the first run and people realize it, that's when the popularity really starts to go up yes. from there. And that's what we saw with Godzilla. That's what you're seeing with Foo Fighters. I mean, cause it's, it's huge out of the gate, right? And then it just feels like it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have those three variables in place or something's off, it definitely gives people cause to pause. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we saw with Bond. I mean, it was a theme that maybe not everybody, you know, felt like it was a good theme for them just because it's a little bit older theme. I know the artwork, there was a lot of people that weren't pleased with the artwork, even though that technically was the assets yeah. from the theme. Yeah. Right. So I think that those two things just go together that if you're not into the theme, you're probably not going to be into the artwork either. So it's kind of like, yeah a two for one deal. And so when you put those into that, into that variable, right, then the code has to be like really good just to keep it going at that point. And when well, it Godzilla, there, for example, I mean, who, yep. who really cared? I mean, Godzilla's amazing artwork, so it had that, but I mean, who the hell really cared about Godzilla? Really? Like, you yeah. know, there was a handful yep. of people, nobody cared, but because it was exactly. such an incredibly coded game and it shot so well, it was like, I don't care. It's Godzilla. Like I love Godzilla now, you know? And I think Iron Maiden, I think there's been pens has done it in the past too. Like Iron Maiden. Like I think that there wasn't, I mean, there's a lot of Iron Maiden fans. It's a, it's a big base or very well known band, but I think a lot of people were like, I don't care about Iron Maiden. I don't care. And then they played it and they're like, I got to have Iron Maiden. It's like, I'm a fan now. Like, (laughs) you know, in there. So Godzilla is a hundred percent that. And I think it's hilarious. I, I never, I did not care about Godzilla in Mm -mm. any way before. And I remember when they announced the game, I was like, nah, it's like it's not a turnoff. Like, yeah, well, this is this is probably a terrible example, but like Elvira, it's not a turnoff. But it's I can't I can't justify like that's a theme I can't have in in my house. So it's like an mm-hmm. immediate like oh crap. Like in Walking Dead's another situation. I can't have that game in my house with little kids. It's not a theme like that. Like it's not a turnoff in that way. Mm-hmm. But Godzilla it shows up, and I'm like, this is not only is it an amazing game, but the like it's so funny and campy and 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 actually like my kids love it and to the yeah. point where godzilla has actually talked about as a joke or like the the song the blue oyster cult song like my my son a three-year-old requests it he thinks it's a funny song like i don't i just it's almost like i've become an actual legitimate godzilla fan well they went the right with direction that. with it oh yeah if mm-hmm. if they did the current godzilla it's like serious it w- yeah. yeah it wouldn't be oh, yeah. near as well received as it is now it'd still be popular because it's yeah. an lwin and the layout and the rules are great but yeah it wouldn't get the universal praise it does now just based on that alone like that yeah. theme really does help carry it a little bit and the fact that they leaned into the campiness 
that mm-hmm. carries it even more. I mean, that was a brilliant decision by Stern right, to do yeah. that. And you said universal praise. So perfect transition to the topper. Universally loved by everyone that's seen it. The, to- the, to- the, topper, the topper is here. So let's be real. Let's be honest. First impressions. When you guys saw the topper, what was your legitimate first impression? You take. You saw the two seconds of Stern's video. Oh no! That was. I audibly said, "Oh no!" I audibly said that. Go ahead. It's a weird. It's a weird spot. It's like okay, (laughs) there's so many Godzillas that are out there. Yes, we figured the topper's going to sell no matter what. Mm -hmm. So it's not an opinion of whether or not they're going to sell or not. It'll it'll Mm -hmm. sell. I mean, they they could put like a little two inch figurine Godzilla in there and it would sell. My concern was is that. Just the video that they put out with all the accessories, I was very confused how they just kind of slapped that towards the end. And it was very I mean, brief. It, there was almost yeah. nothing. Yeah. And it, we actually timed it just to see because I watched it probably like <laughs> 10 times because I was so confused. I'm like, what does this topper do? Is there supposed to be a mode with it? Like, what's going on? You had no indication. I think you crazy. said there was more footage of people flipping yes. of their hands than there, there was were nearly, of the topper. There was nearly double the, <laughs> yeah. the footage of hands on the flippers yeah. and the topper. And I'm like, what is happening here? So yeah. I was just, I was very confused. And I was talking to, you know, the people within our company. I'm like, I, are they coming out with another trailer here or is this yeah. it? And so we just kind of just felt like, okay, well, this is it. So Let's just cross our fingers and hope Zach comes out with the video because I, I figured he would look at that and he'd be like, no, I can't can't stand for this. And yeah. Luckily, luckily, Zach came through with flying colors because you, you just really didn't get an indication what yeah. this topper looks like. And from everybody that has seen it now in person, they're like, OK, it looks totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's actually it's really good for what it is. I mean, nobody's mm-hmm. saying it's it's great, like. Black yes. Knight or something yeah, like that, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. It doesn't. But have you're to not be turned that. off. Like you're not right, like, oh, exactly. I can't buy that. Turned off. Oh, Perfect timing. His camera's <laughs> <laughs> camera turns off. Wow. Damn the powers of the bone. Man, the script writing in this episode is fantastic. We are on it. <laughs> Go ahead. Right, so, Greg, you saw it. You saw it. What was? I mean, what did you think when you saw it? Uh, same thing. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then, uh, then I saw his ex video. And I was like, okay, that's great, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I won't say great. It's really good. His video was great. The yeah. topper's good. And then, uh, yesterday he had it and I got to see it in person and it is, it's a lot better in person. The buildings look good, um, and stuff on there, you know, I would have went a different direction, I guess, sure. but like, I'm, I'm not mad at it the things that I would probably want would probably be too difficult to do or not cost effective. And, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I like about it too, is it's a pretty cool topper and you know, it's a bit cheaper than what we went with Mandalorian and everything else. So, you know, it's kind of refreshing to see a good topper, but a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, it's funny that we're, yeah, it's funny that a thousand dollars is something to be excited about, right? Like yeah. it's cheaper, but, and, no. and full disclaimer here, I, it, Toppers are expensive. Toppers are expensive. Yes. And they're a hundred percent. There are there are thousands of better things to spend a thousand dollars on. So many better things. So we're like not golf carts. Like we're not like yeah. <laughs> so, golf carts. So we're not gonna sit here and argue whether or not buying the topper is a good yes. decision. The, the answer is no. I mean, but buying yeah. a pinballs machine is probably not a good decision either. But this no. we we understand this is an expensive hobby. So yes, I am grateful though that it's a thousand dollar topper, not a two thousand dollar topper. I, yes. I agree with you on that. When I saw the video, my I, I like I said I literally said out loud, "Oh no!" 
<laughs> like that was it. Like it was a disappointing, like, oh, and, and then the video is over. We're like, that's it. So I'm like scouring, looking at Stern's, pre- like there's, there was nothing, there was no info. And so what do you do? You go to Pinside and pages and pages of people just ripping it apart. I mean, I love the, the laughter at the zip tie. I mean, just tearing it apart. So you're trying to, here I am trying to be optimistic. And I will say that after Zach put out his video and then I had a chance to stream it the other day, Pinside's gotten really quiet. <laughs> Pinside's gotten really yeah. quiet when you actually provide quality, you know, video showing what the topper can do. Well, it's providing um, context to the product too. Yes. Because there was yes. zero context provided yes. in it. And then the other thing that you actually pointed out to me, Travis, which it wasn't mentioned at all in the video, was the exclusive mode. Like there's an there's an exclusive mode to the game, and it's not. It, it was briefly mentioned in Stern's press relief and press release, and that's it. And so it's like there's value to that mode. And I, but I, at the same time, I also know you say exclusive mode to some people, and they're like DLC, and they freak out. You know, yeah. but I'm that I'm paying for something that that's just part of society anymore. You got yeah. a console game, you got a PC game, you got DLC. You got yeah, those yeah. little mobile games on your phone, you got DLC. So and again, as I long mean, as I'm not missing something from it, like like from the game itself, which no one can argue that there's anything at all missing from Godzilla, really. Like sure. I'm fine yeah. with something buying a topper for an extra mode or something special that they put a little extra time into or that was an afterthought. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm completely good with that in that that context. Sure. And I know uh, some of the other DLC modes, right? Where like um, Jurassic Park had Ghost Goat Mania and everybody's like, eh, nobody needs that. Like, it, and I forget there was something else and people like they brushed it off. And then to the surprise, though, later on, um, Insider Connect did bring those modes. So like now everybody has if you have Insider Connect, you have access to that mode. So it's so some people are holding out on that. They're like, well, I assume down the road um, Stern will just give it to everybody. I, I don't know. I don't know, but what I will say is I have it. I have, um, I have it on my game. Um, I was super grateful. Keith Elwin, Rick Nagel and George Gomez, they made it happen where, um, I, I had actually reached out to Keith. I said, Hey, I'm going to get one of the toppers in on Tuesday. I'm going to stream the game on Wednesday. Just don't want to show it off. Is the new mode in the game? And he said, no. And I was like, Oh, bummer. You know, no worries. And he goes, let me see if I can get you beta code. I'm like, okay. And Rick was literally coding it. He was making some adjustments to it on Wednesday. I got it. I got access to the code like three hours before the stream and updated my game. So I have access to the beta code. What the beta code is, is, and this will be released, um, but if you have the topper, you get access to uh, King of the Monsters time attack. So King of the Monsters, correct me if I'm wrong, Travis, you've probably actually been there in the game. King of the Monsters is the very end of the game, right? Yes. So, so yeah. you 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 get it has through. two stages to it. You got to fight all the all the monsters. Okay, it's only two stages. There isn't any more. There's, I think at least there's only two stages. I've because I don't know. Maybe. I haven't made it past stage two, so I don't know. I don't know if I would actually end it or not. But the question is: so King of the Mon- how do you actually get to King of the Monsters in the game? You have to you have to get all the way to Planet X and then beat Planet X or. You don't know, or is it? I, I have think there's no idea. I think there's I'll, a lot of things you have to do. To I'll be get honest. To it. I have actually never been there. I've seen okay. it, but Travis I've never been there. Murray, top what twenty five player in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a game in. There's a mode in Godzilla that you have not achieved. I have not seen it. No, I so, played Planet X, but I've yeah. heard of King of the Monsters. So You've here's played the deal. It before I have Joel. 
So what I will tell you though, is the mode is fantastic. Like it is, it is really, really good. And my thought is if Keith has put forth that much time to make this incredible wizard mode and Rick Nagel has coded this incredible wizard mode, but yet no one's going to see it. No Mm -hmm. one's going to see it. I'm really glad they've given us the ability to, to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. in a perfect world, they'd give it to everybody. Right. Um, I, I will say when I, I have turtles is at my parents' house, but, um, half shell challenge, half shell challenge is a mode that you can just go right to. And it is a blast. It's a time mode. It's genuinely one of my favorite game, favorite things about that game. And that's where I, that's all I've played. That's all I've played on Godzilla the last few days is coming down here. And I don't, there's something mentally about knowing you have this kind of bite size thing. I'm only doing this and that's it. You're not going to get locked into a 45 minute game. It gives you five minutes when you start. And to get through the first phase, your time is counting down. And then it gives you a little more time when you get to the second phase. And whatever time you have left from the first time, that's it. That's all you have to do the second phase. And I've run out of time every time. I, I've yet to beat the second phase. So, but it's awesome. It's a it's definitely a pulls, draws you in one more game. So I'm just amazed. The mode is fantastic, but nobody's talking about it. <laughs> like nobody talked about it in the press release. Nobody looks at that as a selling point. To me, it's absolutely a selling point. Um I would tell you right now, if, if if you took the topper off, I would miss the mode more than I'd miss the topper. Um, mm-hmm. And that says nothing bad about the topper. But, um, but yeah, overall, the light integration, I'm actually very impressed by. Um, you can see the stream on flipping out. Um, there's also a video showing it. And then, the to be honest, though, I will take the Godzilla figure off and I will replace it with another one. That's what I did in my game. Um, we actually bought this really cool figure. My brother painted it. It looks awesome. But as soon as I saw the topper, I was like, okay, I'm going to move Jared's figure up to the topper. And then I want to get stumblers, the atomic Godzilla mod, which came out after I got that figure, but I looked and that thing's discontinued right now. So I'm on a waiting Uh, list to see if, uh, to see if I could potentially get it. But I think once I swap that out, then I'm good. I, the, I will say the Mecha Godzilla's eyes light up. You don't see that in the video. And Gigan's light eyes light up. Like it's mm-hmm. it's there's actually a lot of really cool little nuances to the topper. So I think it'll be a topper that people will grow to love. But I do think Stern kind of shot themselves in the foot with their release because that two second video of it wasn't great. Wasn't great. Um, I don't know. It was so. just it was just confusing. If you were if you were somebody that didn't really know pinball too well and you happen to see it. You wouldn't know that the topper is an important part of the accessory experience. Like you would oh, almost okay, feel yeah. like it's an afterthought because it felt like the shooter knob and the, the blades were even more important to the overall gameplay than what the topper is. And yeah, yeah and obviously you don't see the topper when you play. Yeah. But when it has a mode associated with it, to me, that's a yes. big deal and that should be highlighted. And I understand the marketing behind grouping all the accessories you want to sell, you want to promote your products, but it needed to be the big end grand finale, like spectacle to yeah, where you oh, yeah. really show it. That's where they meant, you know, like it, it, yeah, it was just odd. They it just needed it more hands. Time. The video yes. needed more hands on a pinball machine. I mean, the only, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is there, there are a ton of lighting effects in this thing, like a ton of animations, whoever spent time. I don't know who's necessarily coding all the light show that's built in that topper, but I applaud you because there, there are a ton in there. The only thing I can think of is maybe when that was filmed, there weren't many animations so instead mm-hmm. of actually showing it too long they could only that's, show a tiny bit that's very possible you yeah. gotta be on to something there joel very Maybe possible. i i don't know i don't know 
but that's I would say Godzilla. I mean, I'm I'm loving it. I would I if you're on the fence on the topper, feel free to watch either my live stream on flipping out or uh, Zach has now made two videos. Watch that. But I think if you were already in, I think you will be happy with it. I, I genuinely I think maybe it was we all had these unrealistic expectations of what it could be. Then we were disappointed with what we saw. And now it's very easy to <laughs> to uh, surprise yourself when you actually see. I it kept person. telling you, Joel, yeah, it was not going to actually breathe fire. Everybody said you that, that yeah. and you were so fired up about. That. I was. That's I what was, I was saying about. Yeah. I had hopes for things that I weren't yeah. going to be reality, and that's why it just kind of crushed me. Yeah. Is because I I wanted it to breathe fire. I was hoping <laughs> for movement, but I will tell you with the turtle head, and then I've heard it also with the the Led Zeppelin things. The servos they use for movement Noisy. are loud. Yes, And, you know, with recording the podcast and stuff, like having that in the background, just we've actually told Tom to turn off his Led Zeppelin <laughs> topper when we record because yeah. you'll hear in the back of the it's like, I mean, I appreciate your concert experience, Tom, that's going on in your room, but the listeners <laughs> don't need to hear it. <laughs> but what else with Stern? Stern, um, they've moved a bunch of stuff around. Um, we have a game. It's coming, right? There's uh, the next game should theoretically, I think August is the mm -hmm. projected thing. And rumors are Venom. Rumors are Venom. And I know both of you guys are Marvel fans. I'm curious, Greg, just because I haven't really talked to you about it. I know Spider-Man's real big for you. I know you own a bunch of comics and whatnot. I mean, is Venom is Venom one of those themes that really you're is getting you going or, or what are yeah, your thoughts it is. on that? Especially yeah. if it's just done right. Like, and obviously I think they got to go comic book on that one. Uh -huh. um, uh, you, I mean, I love Tom Hardy. I love those movies, but, um, uh, you, and I, they're going to go comic book, but I, I, I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. And yeah. like you said, they don't miss. So that makes it even more appealing to me. Um, Cause I got a whole comic room and I keep a couple pins back there and, so I've got a Deadpool back there right now and an Iron Man. So I'd love to squeeze yeah, a fit right in. in there. Yeah. yeah. And I know my son, once again, three-year-old son is upset. He loves Spider-Man. So like I'm, mm -hmm. this is one of those games where I'm genuinely excited when I have a chance to stream it. Cause I think he will, I think he'll really get into it. Um, we do know, we do know the next pin and we don't know if it is Venom or not, but we yeah. do know the next pin is Zombie Eddie art, Brian Eddie on design and Dwight on code. That's what we know. That's been, that's been confirmed um uh well gomez mentioned all that in a in a in a podcast so um it's got to be comic book arc then yeah. it's got to be and it's and if it's be not a complete SR. miss it, it's it's a it's a guaranteed buy for me like it's guaranteed you're and in. probably yeah. premium most likely on that okay. one yeah i'm excited i that is a that is a theme that i'm that i'm very much excited for very much excited i mean travis i know your dream theme was avengers uh which you already have but this would probably be I don't know. Spider, I get it. If it was more of a Spider-Man thing. And you said before, uh, a theme that would absolutely crush would be if they did a, um, like another Spider-Man into the multiverse type of game. Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Like that would be, yep. with that type of art style and color, I agree. I think. And it'd be a huge hit for young people. You know, always oh, yeah. trying to get young people and getting more kids and more people into it. That movie is so phenomenal. That series of movies is phenomenal. And kids and adults alike eat it up. So it's like, that would yeah. be a huge, huge pin. Yeah, it'd be a top five for Stern mm -hmm. of all time in sales. There's just yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. But when when it comes to Venom, though, it, let's just assume it is Venom. Of course, we don't we don't know for sure, but we're going to make the assumption. It it's actually would be coming out at a pretty good time if it came out around around the August September time frame because the new Spider Man video game for PS Five oh, comes yeah. out in October. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so the awareness yeah. of Spider-Man is going to go up and Venom is supposed to be featured in that game. Now, it's yeah. not going to be the Eddie Brock version, but it's still 
Venom. So, I mean, it's kind of the timing is actually coming around to where it would make a lot of sense for it to come out around this time, because then the awareness and people searching for Spider-Man and searching Mm -hmm. for Venom will go up this fall. I will tell you, maybe this is just a random thought that I've had, but from an art direction standpoint, Venom is he's a black character. Like, I'm very curious if this is really going to be focused on Venom from a color palette standpoint, how Zombiety is going to do that. And all I can think of is like a lot of black, dark blue, dark purples. Like a lot of pinball machines don't look that way. And I will be honest. I I mean, these are both incredible art packages, both Foo Fighters and Godzilla. But when you take a few steps back and look at them, if you squint your eyes a little bit, the color palettes are almost identical. You know, he's got that red, green, yellow color palette figured out. So I think this is going to be a drastic shift for him. From a well, I don't know, man, because if you look yeah. at some of those, the covers of Venom on some of the comics, I mean, they're not necessarily super muted. You know, there's some okay. really colorful, like 90s rendition, you know, that that kind of pop. I mean, it's nowhere near what he does now, obviously. Sure. Um, you know, super color saturation, yeah, you know, yeah. rich. But I mean, there are some decent colors to work in there around that particular character. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think he'll crush it. It will be I, weird. I, yeah, I think he'll crush it. I'm just, uh, somebody had pointed out a lot of times in pinball, you don't see a lot of green, like a lot of heavy green, and you don't yeah. see black. Like, and and so that's what coming up, I'm like, this is this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see how this, how this looks. Well, I mean, you have to assume that Venom's going to fight villains. Like, Venom's going to be the anti-hero. Okay. Yeah. This. So if you're running under that assumption, then the color scheme is going to be based off them also a little bit. So... I'd be shocked if you didn't have carnage in the game, yeah, which sure. is red. So Bright I mean, red. Yeah. Right. Right up so, his alley. Yeah. Right. Greg exactly. loves red zombie Eddie games. <laughs> yeah. That's why it. I said right up his alley. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're going to have some colors in the game. I don't see it being, you know, just I don't think way, it's going to be dull. I just think it's no, going to be an well, interesting the challenge. The way Venom is too, is most of the comics like Greg alluded to, it's that the colors around it are the opposite of Venom. Like they want mm-hmm. you to know Venom is Venom. So okay. there's some storylines in which, of course, the colors are black around him or a little bit dark around him, but I don't necessarily see them doing that with a pinball machine just because you want things to really stand out. Mm-hmm. And if you have a little bit more colors around, that's just going to make Venom stand out even more when you mm-hmm. see him on the play field or see him in the artwork. Well, I'm excited. I mean, Brian Eddy, he, he is a creative, like, I, I just feel like he always is pushing for something kind of out of the box, unique. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, shadow is still my favorite layout of his, but um, I'm just curious. I'm really curious to see what he's going to do. And then we know Dwight really does th- theme well theme integrations well light shows well so this is a mm-hmm. game i'm genuinely excited about i'm genuinely looking forward to it if if that ends up being it i'm i'm, I'm really looking forward to it um sternways I, I don't know anything else from stern or news from stern that you guys want to mention or talk about no that's probably about it there's I think really it's, really not much they're getting yeah. ready for their uh, factory move here in a couple of months yeah, so that's i mean pretty cool it's almost like we're just kind of gliding into that yeah. at this point. They're producing I, the games that they can. So I will say it's crazy that people have, distributors have Jurassic Park premiums in stock. Like, I don't know if that was ever going to be a thing. I mean, they've sold mm-hmm. so well for so many years. And then Iron Maidens to see people like still getting now, getting getting a, an Iron Maiden brand new that. I just, and both I are still cool. selling hot. Yeah. They're still selling yeah. hot. 
You still enjoying your? I mean, I know you're all in on Jurassic Park, but you still enjoying your uh, Jurassic Park Premium? I see right there in the background. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's actually <laughs> grown on me. It's taken some time to grow on me. Yeah. Like, I was still just disgruntled. You know, I was like kind of one of those people. It's like, oh, it's a fantastic game. You know, it's definitely a shooter's game. I mean, there can be some flow, but I mean, it's a it's a shooting game. You get a lot yeah. of bricks. It's a challenge. Yeah. It is. It really is. And so, like, I enjoy it, but I just I wish that they would have still movie themed it more you know just sure. being a fan i was a you know i was just separate from a lot of other you know i was like all the star wars people when star wars came out and everybody freaked out over star wars like there's yeah. nothing in it it's all so barren and everything well like i got that but then the assets are all mixed yes. up you know you, yeah you have a dinosaur from jurassic world that doesn't even belong in <laughs> jurassic park and you just got <laughs> raptors from the third like it's just it was all over the place and so that was disappointing to me but uh no i mean i still love the way it shoots me that's one of like probably my top five games yeah, well, I know it's clear that the theme, like the theme, is a huge part of that, though. Like yeah. it's obviously a huge part of that, and I, I'm in a similar boat with Turtles. Like I really do genuinely love Turtles, but the reason Turtles is still here is because it's Turtles. Yeah, and yeah. and I yep. mean, I know Travis, you've probably seen every square inch of Avengers, but I don't think it'll ever leave your house because it's Avengers. You know, I just and it's keep that one, but you know, <laughs> so yeah, I agree. But, yeah, it's yeah. why it stays. I mean, you know, it's just you. Know, yeah, it's still good, and it's Jurassic Park, and I'm lucky. You can't, like, you can't complain too much when you've got a theme that's literally 30 years old Sunday mm-hmm. that they remade again. So, like, I'm lucky to have three of my favorite three Jurassic Park. Games. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. like, I yeah, I won't complain about it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, well, good. Well, Stern, well done. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it really well. Um, mm-hmm. Let's transition to. JJP, JJP, um, this is kind of a spoiler for my stream coming up on Wednesday, but Zach dropped off a um, Godfather uh, LE, so I have Godfather to stream now. Um, Two things with that. First, he didn't drop it off. Um, A buddy of mine picked it up, but Zach gave me his old Escalera. (laughs) So Zach got a new Escalera. I now have his his Escalera that's probably moved hundreds of pins at this point. Uh, The thing is definitely used. (laughs) It's definitely used, but I will say... Now using now actually physically using an escalera to move a pin up and down basement stairs, incredible! What an incredible, <laughs> incredible it really machine! Is. Yeah. If you are a collector and you have a basement and you're one of those people that genuinely is moving games frequently, just save your back and buy an escalera. That, I'm not trying to shill it. I just it really <laughs> they work so well. They work. They really. It's the right tool for the job. But once you um, learn that balance and you get over that initial fear, it, it yeah. is, it's a game changer. Like, yeah. you don't have, it's just nice to be able to move something without having to call a buddy, call uh-huh. somebody over, go get a neighbor or wait to move a game to get somebody over. It's like, okay, immediately I can get that downstairs into my basement and we're good. Yep. The hardest part was getting it out of the back of the, the, the car onto the ground. That was genuinely yeah. the hardest part of the whole thing. Getting it. But once, once you did it, boom, strap it up to Escalera and all the way down. It's awesome. Um, once again, unboxing a JJP game is an experience. It mm-hmm. the I just always forget how how nice they are. Like it is, you know, I, and it's nothing against Stern. Like, but I'm used to unboxing Stern Pros. So when you unbox it, like this is an this is a limited edition. This is an LE level game. The powder coating, it is just the, the printing. It's so shiny. It's so nice. The quality, I I've just once again blown away. I felt the same thing when I unboxed Toy Story. Um, it, they really do make a beautiful pin. They make a beautiful yeah. pin. Uh, shout out to Chris Franchi. The artwork on this really is exceptional. And you forget how big that screen is until you turn it on next to a mm-hmm. stern. 
Um, JJP is doing a whole lot right, a whole lot right with their presentation and the overall quality. And I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with it. My wife said the same thing when she came down. I mean, it's a beautiful looking game. Um, I'd never seen Godfather. My wife and I actually watched it together earlier this week. Watched what? it, experienced it. Just, it just had never, yeah. never happened. Um, my takeaway is great movie. It's definitely a theme I would never ask for for a pinball machine. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen the movie, uh, shout out, you know, props to Eric. The integration of how he's integrated different scenes and different clips into some of the different modes. I mean, genuinely, it's very well done. I would assume if you are a Godfather fan, you are probably very happy with their overall execution of this game. Um, I'm still early on to it. It's um, it's a JJP game with with Kiefer code. It's it's uh, it's a lot of multi balls, a lot going on all at once, and really trying to understand and decipher the best way to tackle it and work your way through it. I've watched some of Carl D'Angelo on IE Pinball, some of his streams, just really trying to wrap my mind my mind around it um on really the best way to progress through the game but um i don't know overall well, there's a lot it's, going on yeah, there's With a family's lot weapons on. there's a lot to take oh, in yeah. and a lot to explore like that's one thing you can say about the like it's oh, it's not a learning curve it's just an exploration like every 100%. time you play it, you're picking up something new yep and 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 um hobbit when i had hobbit was that way like mm-hmm. my love of that game grew the longer i had it because you really start to learn it gnr was a, a similar thing i streamed that and had that for months and i just the more and more and more and more you learn about how much is actually going on in that game is it it really is incredible toy story was a step back not in a bad way but it was a lot easier to digest what you're doing yeah. in toy story and how to approach it um that was more kind of the way my mind works that was easy to 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 do and enjoy yeah this is back to like all right get the notepad out and let's you know let's yeah let's figure this out but have um, you at I, least found a baseline for it like yeah, a baseline yeah. strategy yeah i don't really care i mean i'm i don't really care about points but i i'm seeing like i i understand the multiplier and i get how important that is to build up your weapons and i don't know there's a lot there i'm gonna stream it i'm probably gonna have chat tell me all the things i'm doing wrong and then hopefully um uh jjp's actually reached out they there's a chance that maybe i'll get somebody from from jjp either in chat or potentially even to talk about it more so i just i want to get one stream under my belt for sure of just you know a good solid baseline but i know tom tom has one you pointed out something right there, Joel, that I think is would be important for some of the listeners to hear, though, because how long have you had Godfather? About so a week. OK, so if you're not interested in points, what are you generally like? How are you attacking it? Like, what do you want to see or what shots are you going for or what do you see that's satisfying? To well, do? What combos have you figured that part out yet or at least have a little bit? of an idea what's funny is normally when i get a stern game or any any other game the goal is always well how do i get to multiple right like that's always the usually you're going to be progressing through something and then you get the multiball this that's not how jjp rolls like you can fall into multiballs so uh, i'm not i'm not motivated by by the multiball it's more just about jobs and getting into a job and realizing that when you're in a job, what what each job does and, and how you can progress through them because there's kind of a cash out system there and just kind of feel like I actually understand what I'm doing. And once I know that, then it's easy to like, okay, start the job. Let's start this multi-ball. I do enjoy hitting the guy. Um, beating them up isn't super satisfying the first two ones, but once they get deeper in the game, you actually have to like flip the flippers and spin the disc and do some stuff. But I will say what's in inter- I, I do enjoy the, the the layout. Like the layout is very entertaining. And, and man, those diverters, it surprises me all the time. 
all the time where that ball comes out. Um, I don't, Greg, have you played a God's a Godfather at all? Did you? Uh, I've got to play a little bit. And then, you know, kind of that initial first when we were filming on it uh, a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you in the same way. Like it's, it, it's, it's definitely a journey. Oh yeah. Pinball machine. And like you said, the diverters are probably the best part, which Eric designed, you know, to be almost a toy within themselves. Yeah. Um, just so you didn't know where it is. I know a lot of people don't look at it as being a, a true toy or anything, but like you said, it can be as fun as it because you don't know where the hell the balls come from you don't know what it's going to do sure every time so i mean yeah i mean I, I like it it shoots good uh there's a lot going on in it it's just yeah i mean theme is theme okay uh, yeah i i it's i'm i'm excited to let it grow on me but it's but my view it's kind of i've kind of had this with every um every jjp i've stepped up to like if i just stepped up to up to this game in a bar and i put in a dollar or two dollars like if i only put in one or two games there's just so much there it's hard to yeah. I think it would be hard to grab me. It would be hard to grab yeah. me. So it just, I really think JJP does a great job of of making home, kind of a home use only game of like, you're buying this because you're prepared to buckle in and put a lot of games on this. And there's going to be a lot for you to unfold the more and more time you put on it. Yes. While some people on, maybe a Stern where it's like, they bring it into their home and after a week or two of having it, they may see everything that's in the game. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's shallow. It's just... It's just different. It's just a totally different type of ownership. So, uh, Tom, or sorry, Tom, I know owns one. Travis, were you considering getting a, a Godfather? Because I, yeah, I was considering it. I mean, the theme doesn't do anything for me. But sure. when I had Eric explain it to me at TPF, the game started making a lot more sense, and I was yeah. seeing the shots for what they were, and I was kind of getting an idea of how to flow through the game. And so, it's something that's totally different than what is out there for anything else from yeah. any other company. So that's, that's interesting to me just to have something different and not just feel like you're just, you know, doing the same progression every single time yeah. or even a similar layout. So, I mean, in that regard, that's, that's what's catching my eye. And this, like, if I had the choice, I would get this pen a hundred times over, over, you know, toy story and all that. Sure. But yeah. my vote's still against all the women in the house too. So yeah. I, are your twins talking to you yet? Are they? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yep. Um, they'll get they'll get over it eventually i mean yeah i, I probably gotta take them to disney world or something at this point like <laughs> oh here I'm up, yeah. I'm up shit's creek completely <laughs> um i watching carl or watching iu pinball stream the game though it's very much like he he knows what he's doing and he's doing the modes in a very particular order because he wants this and he wants this perk and then to see him like play and he's like all right i should probably build this a little more all right mm-hmm. let me use my elbow to hit the 10 times multiplier and then hit this one crazy shot for a gazillion points i mean it's that's the type of complexity that i i, I doubt i will ever get to yeah. but just knowing that i do think that's cool for the higher level players to to give you that yeah. type of challenge it's just that risk reward it's like one of the oh, ultimate yeah. like risk reward games like how yep. far do you take it yeah um uh jjp apparently the collector's editions are on the line so it'll be cool to see some unboxings there i mean i'm telling you the le is already a gorgeous game so i have no doubt the ce I, I don't know. I think there will be plenty of collectors that will be very happy when those um, show up on their door. Um, I know we talked a little bit about it already. I am curious, uh, Greg, maybe you have some thoughts on it. But Harry Potter, we don't have to go crazy mm-hmm. into it. I mean, that's still the rumor. We have no idea how long. It just sounds like JJP has it. We've never heard. We haven't yet to hear uh, any sort of confirmation on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that that keeps staying in my head is, is um, Stern's smart. Stern is really smart. And if they lost this license, did they lose it or did they pass on it? And my question is, if they passed on it, why? And 
there's been a lot of discussion. I don't know. We, we've been talking about this with with some people. I mean, Travis and others, and and whatnot. And 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 if Stern passed on Harry Potter, why? And um, I don't know. I have some interesting thoughts there. And you know, you, licensing is obviously a huge part of that, right? You mm-hmm. know, like um, um, James Bond. They've they've run into many brick walls with that and and the restrictions of that license. Yeah. So is there a chance? that what they learned was the Harry Potter license was going to be so restricting that they didn't want to touch it. Or is there something else? I don't, I, I don't know. Overall thoughts on your. It, it, that's what, that's where my mind would go would obviously be possibly not full assets or not enough assets of what they felt they needed, that it was going to have to be too generic. Um, or like you said, restrictive. I mean, it was a license that no one thought they were going to get anyways, that any pinball manufacturer would get just because of JK Rowling. Like, you know, the way that her stance on everything. So it's like, it's like how, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's gone. No, he's, his camera. Sorry, Greg, that, that Joel is interrupting you here. Joel, be nice to our guest. Joel, man, come on. (laughs) I was so excited about this. How did Travis's camera go off? And this is my fault. I'm the one getting yelled at. Sorry. Keep going, Greg. (laughs) Is it too restrictive? Because, you know, did they just not want that battle because there was some stipulations up front that they knew they were going to have to fight? Or did they just have something that set them off in some conversation with the license holder that made them feel they weren't going to be able to do this justice and it was going to maybe backfire on them? Um, but then again, it's like, I, I don't know, even if it was that I wouldn't take the risk because it's Harry Potter and yeah. you're still going to sell yeah. well, <laughs> more here's, units than anything else. Here's my crazy thought, right? And I don't. Here's my crazy thought. So the rumor was J.K. Rawlings doesn't like pinball because she doesn't like bars. She doesn't like yes. that. So what if there was some stipulation of, like, I don't want these in bars? Well, we can't control that, right? We can't control yes. where they're sold. So what what could you do to a pinball machine to keep it from being a location game? Pull the coin, Max. Point, pull the coin, Max. So that's yeah. my question. What if that is actually the the stipulation would stern pass on a license if they're not allowed to have a coin door i could see that happen and who better who better makes like jjp it's clear they like making home games Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a crazy thought it's It's a a, it's a thought that never crossed my mind but that's it's a a crazy thought so my thought is like does that bother me no i don't like coin doors don't mean anything to me i don't care like what I still, that doesn't hurt. That doesn't hinder my buying yes. thought, but like, what does that mean? Like if, I mean, this is, I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything, but it, it's what's been grinding on my head is why if Stern, maybe Stern did lose it. Maybe this was a whoopsie, but reality is, or my thought is if Stern passed on it, or if there was something in the licensor that was a barrier for Stern that they couldn't meet eye to eye on. What could mm-hmm. that be? And I don't know. It's just a thought that that I that's come to my like, what if that's the thought? As you know, well, I'm okay with it, but no coin mix. Yeah. I don't know. It that is a thought. It is a thought. So <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Um, but I think it would create an interesting discussion. It, I mean it's a it's it, it's plausible. But I think it would have to be something different from that. I don't know. It would be a weird. I don't know. 
I don't know. Either. I mean, I you you look at Stern though; they are all about tournaments. They're all about their Stern mm-hmm. Army. They're all about their yes. on location reveals, locations, yeah, everything. And if and if Stern's saying like, I know this is probably one of the biggest light. Oh, Greg's camera went out. What? Yes. <laughs> this is one of the biggest Suck licenses it, ever. Yeah. No, my camera's on. Okay. <laughs> but if it's if that's the view, is like this is one of the biggest licenses ever. But you know what? We we got to hold to our guns. We are dedicated to location play and sorry you know off to the next one i don't know but i think i would just say that there's always a reason there's gotta be a reason yeah there's always a reason uh and that's all i can say about that topic that's okay there you go i don't yeah this is this is all speculation yeah and i don't i don't want to put anybody in a bad spot but um greg you doing all right you can you hear us or did we like lose greg i think he's here I don't know. We'll see. Good thing you can edit this, possibly. Possibly. Depends on how long and awkward the silence is. Oh, he's there back. He is. I, would, I would say that that is not long enough for me to nope. put in the time to edit nope. it out. We're going to leave <laughs> it there. <laughs> You're good. Our You're first good. other Elgato no signal. I love it. The first? Oh, yeah. The first person. Hey. Um, all right. JJP, check. I think we can check that box. Um, Scooby-Doo, so Spooky Pinball. Spooky Pinball is just pumping out games. They're pumping out uh-huh. Scooby-Doo. Props that they are, they're continuing to make them, but um, uh, what I, I follow their YouTube channel and and they're, they're continuing to update uh, code. There's more and more uh-huh. code coming out. Um, Greg, you own a Scooby-Doo? You have one in your yeah. house? You've played I've the heck had, out of it? Well, uh-huh. Go for it. I've what had it thoughts? since March. Okay. I guess I picked it up um, at the Louisville show. Um. So, I admit, because it's another one of those games, I mean, it's like a lot of, it's it's early. It's very early in code. Um, it is a long player, uh, you know, especially for you tournament guys, definitely. Like, you you definitely need to move those post, um, that left one, and maybe you can even entirely remove the right post, uh, which, you know, frees it up a lot better. It's, I actually like the way it shoots. Like, I don't mind the way it shoots. I think mm-hmm. it's it's not bad at all. Like, I'm not mad at it, it by any means uh code code is just so in its infancy still you know like all the basis is there with you know your monsters and the modes and stuff that you're going to go through uh but it's still kind of in its infancy and and i just after playing it a lot uh you know it's one of honestly it's one of the most gorgeous games i've ever seen like in person when you have it in your home it's a statement piece that's what i always tell everybody it's like there is not a game in your house no matter what collection you have that looks anything like this game or that you can even honestly come close to aesthetics with all the toys, the colored wire forms, just mm-hmm. everything with like, it is just it is gorgeous, um, and it just stands out. But like I, um, it's it. I just I need a little more into it than the modes. You know, like I equate it to something like you know I, I love Deadpool. I still love Deadpool. And mm-hmm. Deadpool, like Zach kind of is like, oh, Deadpool, it's just, you know, it's a little too easy. I just push through it and everything. And, and I get that. But there's so many small moments in there. And there's so many different things like that that's going on that it keeps you um, interested. You're kind of intrigued. You know, your Dazzler pops up or you've got a team up running yeah. or, you know, you go into mech suit multiball. You've got some of these things that as you progress, you kind of know what to expect that kind of, I don't know, it gives you something to look forward to. Um, I need a little bit of that in this game. Like I need something kind of unexpected that I start some little sub modes or something else that I start other than just trying to progress towards a multi-ball. 
which the multi-balls are cool. The, the locks on the apron is super awesome. Like, I actually really like that. That's really cool. It's innovative. But, yeah, I just need – I just need – you need a little polish is what it sounds like. Yeah. You're, yeah. So, yeah. There's need some filler, some filler. Yeah. So I think it's, that's interesting. Cause you're almost talking about hurry up modes or potential things that would distract you along the way. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I think Dwight is really good at, um, Dwight Sullivan is really good at that. Um, he has plenty of those. Some people get really frustrated by hurry up modes cause they think they're interrupting what they're trying to do the bigger mm-hmm. picture, but I don't mind being pulled, pulled those random directions. I mean, Godzilla, you have a gazillion things all going or you're working towards a ton of them at the same time. Yes. None of them interrupt you besides like a destruction yes. jackpot, like nothing interrupts you, but you're always progressing and you can divert into whatever you need to get to at any you're like side quest. basically. Yeah. 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 Yes. And, that, yeah. and that's the key to an excellent code or an excellent rule set. When you have these many side quests that are there mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily need to focus on, but can mm-hmm. add to your overall progression. But if you want to you can completely abandon whatever it was you were doing and go to something else. So you never feel in gel. It never feels like a true grind. It never yep. feels yes. like you're hitting a wall. So yeah. that's you, a key yeah, to a great code. When you just have your structured modes and you just have your modes there, then it's just, okay, I'm out of that mode. I need, I'm just going directly into another mode. And that's the only thing you can focus on mm-hmm. where, and, and it doesn't, I, I mean, like you said, a lot of games feel grindy. This doesn't really feel grindy because the modes are so funny. You kind of look forward to going into them, but it, does just because there's not like okay i'm just looking forward to the next mode sure. like i want to be able to progress in something an experience a different experience hit me the further i go along um which i think they'll get there um because i mean i don't know halloween is sort of structured the same way but i love halloween um i think so, you guys hate halloween don't yeah you? so maybe that's a question if you, <laughs> if you had to sell one of those two right now would you get rid of oh, scooby scooby so you, yeah, you I used to, to say okay. that I know no you offense are, to anything, but dude, I no. love Halloween. Like yeah. I, I don't know why. Like something when I first got it, I didn't think I would, but I, I love the modes in it. Um, it's a little challenging for me. I'm not as good as you guys. It's a little challenging for me to progress through those modes, but it's still doable. Um, and I don't know, man. It's just something. Just so I don't know. I love it. You love scoops, is, is what I'm hearing. You love what? You love scoops. Oh, Halloween. Oh, scoops. Yeah, you, yeah, you just love <laughs> the ball leaving the playfield and coming up. <laughs> back in your lane that's what i could do away with the 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 hedges over there and those like i could do away with that like yeah that's kind of wasted over there in a sense but man i don't know i I like everything i kind of like the layout because we always complain you know tournament you guys are different being tournament players but like i think you always complain for like this different layout something different something different and this game is just different it's so different but it's still pretty smooth it still shoots well it's you know still got really good modes in it and I, I think it just maybe deviates for most people just a little too far from that normal fan layout that it messes with them. But yeah. I don't know, dude. I love it. Hey, that's the best part about pinball, right? Everybody can love what they want to love. And there's so yeah. many games out there. There's so many different types of games. And, you know, uh, me saying that one game's good and one's bad, it, my, my opinion doesn't mean anything. So yeah, well, uh, some games click yeah. with people. Like I always yeah, tell people yeah. that I'm like. You know, there, there's games like Walking Dead. I can blow. I can kill Walking Dead, and I'm not a real great mm-hmm. player, but it fits. Same thing with Godzilla. I can blow up Godzilla. Like, but mm-hmm. for some reason, like just the geometry of that game or the way it feels clicks with me. But then other games that people just dominate, like Batman '66. I can't play a game worth a shit. Like it's, I'm horrible <laughs> at it. I'm yeah. horrible at it. No matter what strategy I, I go, I'm just I can't. My scores are all low. So it's like some of that I think has to do with you know how people like a game too. If it just clicks with you and it feels good in your hands, like you oh, yeah. resonate towards that no matter who likes it or who doesn't. 
a hundred percent. I mean, I I always think of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, Chuck Work, <laughs> Chuck Chuck oh, Work, uh, Eric. That guy loves Game of Thrones so much. He made it's like six hours of YouTube yeah, videos. The tutorial of that is insane. Explaining the that tutorial game. is longer than the series. Yeah, of Game of Thrones. <laughs> longer than the series. <laughs> it's incredible. But that's something that some people they look at uh, Game of Thrones. I know with George Fisher, Don't Panic Flip streamed it. Like he could he could beat the game every single time. Like it just to him mm-hmm. it was too easy of a game. But yet the idea of the way you could tackle it and do it is what kept pulling them in. So it was almost more just like they loved what Dwight did. The Dwight mm-hmm. code they just feel is a masterpiece. And and Chuck still thinks like Eric Wartenberg still is like he still puts uh, Game of Thrones up as one of his all time favorite greatest games. I've yeah. probably put 10 or less games on Game of Thrones. I didn't care for it at all at all. No, really? it just didn't. Nothing. Shame on you, Joel. It just didn't. I, you know the the layout. Like there wasn't anything kinetically that was that was exciting to mm-hmm. me, and the code was so deep that it's just like I don't want to dive into that pool. Like I yeah. I'm I don't have the mental capacity to handle that right now. But now, you have a Godfather. Well, I did, you. but but that's here. <laughs> that's a there's a difference. Is when you have a game in your basement and you're not putting quarters in it, and you can just put nothing but time into it, and you can learn it. Maybe maybe I'll I'll. I'll backpedal and, and, and at the end of the day, game of, game of Thrones ends up being like one of, I, maybe I agree. Maybe I'd be on that. I I would honestly say game of Thrones is probably my favorite Dwight coded game. Like I, I really do enjoy game of Thrones Mm -hmm. overall. I don't own one, but I had one on loan for a while, a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. like right when the new code came out for it. And it was a lot of fun. I put a lot of time on it and really enjoy the game. Well, you brought up a good point, Joel, that I've talked about before, too. Like, there, There's a huge difference. Like, Your mind can completely change when you own a game versus playing it in a tournament or playing it on location, dropping some dollars into it, or at a show. Like, When you own some games in a home environment and mm-hmm. just you're able to open them up a little more or just experience, like I don't know, there's just something different sometimes about it. And I've had it happen in reverse. There's games I've played on oh, location. Yeah. I mean, my God, man, I love this. And I get it home, and I'm like, nah, why do yeah, I get this? I'm pretty <laughs> I'm sick done. of it. And and I mean, TNA is another very uh, decisive game like that, where it's deci- decisive, divisive. What? what I don't. That's they're. I divisive. love divisive. I, I, I will teach you how to Thank speak you. English. Thank Joel. you for okay. yes. It I is. I love. TNA, I was waiting for but somebody else to chime like, in. <laughs> there's only three. Hey, of he us. hammers me all the time. <laughs> so this uh, is excellent. Got him. I said the wrong word. You just say words wrong. Like that's this isn't difference. about me, Joel. So TNA, it's like some people are like, why, why would anybody love that game? You're doing the same thing over and over and over, nine times. Like they just, they, but I don't, I don't, I mean, I get it. That's what's different. It's a simple layout, but some people, they need all the mechanical mechs. They, they need the most complex thing ever for them to like a pinball machine. Other people give me something simple, but really challenging. I mean, Ooh. that's, what's great about pinball. Pinball is very unique though, that, in which it's very much repetition based. You're you're playing the same modes, you're doing the same layout, and you might see some deviation just from the physical movement of the ball. Sure. And that's about it. Otherwise, you're you're very much getting into the repetition. And we're all mm-hmm. creatures of habit. Once mm-hmm. you blow up a game, it's very difficult to all of a sudden try a different strategy. Because you're like, okay, now I know how to get through to the end part of the game or whatever. And you kind of you tend to keep doing that. You go the same path, yeah. yeah. Right. And so I think having a game at home, it allows you to explore a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. difficult for the majority of pinball players to go out on location and drop quarters into something with the idea that they're going to explore the game for sure. a long period of time. 
You know, you might do that if you're considering buying it and you just happen to need to do it. But, you know, if I'm playing a game and it's brand new to me, I'm not necessarily thinking about just exploring everything about the game. I just want to know how how do I like my modes? Mm -hmm. How do I get a multi ball? And then I try to figure things out. It's the tournament. I I think I even had that mindset before I even started playing tournaments because it's almost like I want to try out the different shots. Like if I'm at a show then I don't care about the rules at all. I mm-hmm. just want to try out the different shots. I want to see how how it feels, how it shoots. And that's really my goal overall if I'm playing a game for the very first time is to figure that part out. And I can see how that's difficult for a lot of people to do if they're dropping coin drop in to explore a game. And it's sure. just much easier if you get a game at your house and you're not having to worry about it. You can take the glass off. You could hit some switches. You could set your ball to five game or... You could set your game to five ball or 10 ball, which I actually encourage a lot of people to do. If you're first trying to get used to a game, like why not set it there so you can kind of see some stuff and you could always just, you know, erase the scores afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way to kind of explore your pen and get used to the nuances of yep. it early on. Well, to, to pull it back to Scooby. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. You're no, and this is this is how this Set show works. Your Scoobies to 10 balls. This is That's how this show works. We just go where the conversation goes. Um Scooby, uh, a buddy of mine, Derek, got his, and I had a chance mm-hmm. to see his. Um, and I will say I agree with you. It is it is a beautiful game. The presentation mm-hmm. of the game is exceptional in every way. And I played two games real quick when I was over at his house, and I had more fun playing those than I did at the show. I mean, actually hearing the game, it shot a lot better then at the show. So I don't know if that's just like, you know, uh, better, stronger flippers. I don't know. Like the game actually felt kind of fast the way, like if you're not paying attention on that upper flipper with the bookshelf or the bookcase flipper, yeah. that ball goes whizzing by right back to your left flipper. So it's like, okay, this actually has some, you know, this is kind of a unique thing. You got to pay attention here. The upper play field wasn't nearly as floaty as it felt like in TPF. Um, and it can create some more challenging shots. And I was just say, I mean, the light show is, is, really impressive and i think yes. they do they do a good job of making this the modes a storytelling type experience you know of, yes instead of just hit lit shots it's like no you have to do this and then do this and that's why and this guy's chasing you and this or that yeah. i mean because yeah, so, if you hit these one shots then it shows uh up footprints like yep and that's the wrong shot or whatever you need to track down a picture and all kind of, like it is that's what i'm saying the modes are really good it, it has some really great, great aspects. And, you know, back to that upper play field, it's probably one of my upper favorite upper play fields ever. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that, that bookcase, the way that it interacts and hit that, well, you know, you just can't necessarily trap up because if you do, then it's going to hit, it's going to knock the ball across the play field, um, yeah. which adds a little bit dynamic. And sometimes you have to utilize that. Cause like during black night, there's a sling up there that you have to hit yep. to engage it. And so it's kind of hard and difficult to gauge and even get enough power off of that to smack that shot and light it. And then even hitting down those ramps, hitting the, the, you know, the little alleys there to go down the ramps is, it's kind of difficult sometimes. And sure. when yeah. you need those shots, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's cool. It's like theme integration is superb on it. Like, yeah, you know, like I said, they, the way the, with the clips and everything are amazing. They have a lot of time left. They're still making them. So yes. that's my only thing with, with, um, spooky. My only little concern is like, I don't really know how much time they're putting into Ultraman or Halloween code at this point. I, I would assume yeah. they've, they've moved most of, if most of their folks, I know they hired that one guy. So maybe he's still focused on Halloween. Well, I thought he was going to be focused. I thought they said something and I'd have to, con- you know, I'd have to confirm with them, but I thought that they said something that they hired that guy just to keep working on it for like the next year. 
Yeah, so I hope they're still chugging away at it because yeah. nobody wants that. Nobody, right? I mean, Stern's been accused of that of before, and I mean, people still complain about Pirates of the Caribbean with JJP, like it doesn't have the final wizard mode. Well, how many of you? Yeah. How many of you have been anywhere near it? You know? Yeah. So I I hope that 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 gets flushed out. And I'm glad you're enjoying Halloween. My 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 issues with Halloween were the first I don't know four or five versions I played. I just kept getting so many center center ramp rejects that I'm like I can't yeah. see the code because I can't shoot the game. So yeah. if you have a game that shoots well, that's awesome. I I've, I've not experienced that with Scooby. Like at least I'm sh- I'm not I'm not experiencing any mechanical issues. So it's like okay, they've got a solid base here with a yes. cu- unique and creative layout. So if they go nuts with the code and make something that's mm-hmm. really enjoyable and fun to explore, you know, and people complain that the multi ball song was dumb so they put in a new song that you can change to, yes you know the fact that they're responding to people i you know shout out to bug and luke they're and super responsive what they're doing. to pe- you know like yeah. since bug and them took it over like they've been super responsive i feel to to people you know sometimes maybe too good because they might be listening to the wrong people but sometimes you know they're, they're pretty <laughs> responsive to you know what people sure. are wanting what people are looking for and the criticism people have you know i don't i don't think that they take it like a lot of people wouldn't take it as you know take offense to it they look at it and go okay this is something that maybe we do see too, and we need correcting because enough people are saying it. So let, let's fix it because we want we want our games to be the best that they can be. It, yeah, yeah, and I think they're solid about that because I mean I'm not hearing too many other than the ease. Like it's, it's just a great it's a great family. Plan. It's one of those things like what you talked about. It's like great that you can put it in the house that is still fun for you to play. You might mm-hmm. run through it pretty quick, but the entire family anybody comes over and get on it and enjoy it. Like yeah, my only kind of thing mechanical is like the, the damn ball lock up there with the um, I don't know if you experienced that Joel when you were playing with his just the, the time you know it's like a double mech up there by that van yeah. and it has to shoot you know it shoots it up and then it holds it and then another coil has to shoot it out yeah. um, and I wish there was something up there where it was holding a ball and kept a ball up there ready so you did it's not a killer you know I talked about it like when we first did first impressions it's definitely not a killer but it's just it just slows it down I, yeah, I, I wish there was a little bit yeah. of more speed there that I could I could skip. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Um, the, what I'm hearing here is that this pin is my way back into my twins' lives. I think oh, that's what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah. it it yeah, it could possibly be. <laughs> I think they'd really like it. I I have no doubt that my kids would like that game. Um, I have no doubt, but. Yeah, that's just the never-ending challenge of: Are you building your collection? Or are you trying to build one for your family? What are you doing? Yes. I don't know. Blah blah. We know what Travis picks. Hey, so when my kids yeah. start paying the bills, I'll <laughs> yeah. start listening to them more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Scooby's. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad that Scooby is. It seems like it's it's improved. Like it's continuing to get better, which is which is cool because I think some of the issues that I had at least with Halloween and Ultraman were things they really can't fix. Mm-hmm. So it just it just kept going. But I mean, yeah. I know I played a, a version at, uh, what was it? Cleepin that, that actually played really well, or it was Pincinnati, one of those. Um, so I, I do know there, that there are games out there that you can tweak and really. Well, and really that's what well. I think, like we talked at Zach's, I think uh, when we were there for the, the awards, uh, mm-hmm. we had talked about that, about how you kind of hated that center round. I was like, mine shoots perfect. Like, and I guess yeah. that's, you know, it, that can definitely affect your thoughts on it and if you can't really exploit you're like i give up i'm done oh 100 <laughs> percent. i there's so many i mean stern even has games where yeah people I was have about a to say, it's of, not just spooky yeah, no it's like, like the same thing yeah. the same thing happened with avengers and yep. the captain marvel ramp to where yep. people had to make a lot of adjustments to it so and then yep. same thing happens with the rush loop if it yeah. doesn't register there's a lot of people that are upset about that and there there had to be aftermarket mods for that so yeah it's not just a spooky thing it's definitely no. it happens across yep. the board but sure. You guys did hit the nail on the head earlier. What I really like about Spooky is that they are responsive 
to critiques, they are responsive to feedback. And mm-hmm. I think that's a sign of a company that's going the right direction when they're yes. able to do that and they're able to pivot like that and they're able to just kind of, it's almost like a live service game nearly to where they're able to make those changes that appeases the customer base that, you know, to flesh out the product a little bit more, the item a little bit more. So I think that's definitely yeah. a good thing on their part. Sure. I think they're always progressing. I think everything they do, they're getting better and better with every single game. Like I think build quality, like I never had a problem with my Halloween. I got real lucky with my Halloween, I guess, because I know there was just certain fitment issues and different things that would go on. Nothing major with people, but it were still just issues that they had. Um, maybe more a little bit of quality control stuff. But uh, as far as I know, Spooky was very quick to remedy those and help people. But with this, like I haven't really heard too many people other than maybe some lighting issues with the topper. Like I don't think that there's really been any big problems that I've heard people complain about with this. I think build quality is a a lot better and they've kind of focused on that with this game. Good on them. And I know it's a whole new board set in there and people Mm -hmm. are like, what do you mean? So I haven't heard any issues with that. So it sounds like they're, yeah, it sounds like things are heading in the right direction, which is awesome. So we'll, we'll continue to watch that. Um, and pretty much everybody else is kind of a, we're in a waiting game, uh, which is surprising American pinball with galactic tank force. I didn't expect us to be in a waiting game, but it just doesn't seem like there are many out there. Um, a bunch on location. I mean, they've had to make some fixes. Apparently, I had magnetized balls, which is one of the reasons the 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 lock wasn't working. They've worked on the tank. Mm. I don't know. I was uh, I was so on the hype train for that just because I love the <laughs> the thought of it. Um, I still love the way the game looks, but I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. I hope. Uh, I hope. I'd say just give it a few months because yeah. they're yeah. they're fixing the targets with what it is, and I'm mm-hmm. sure. The same way the code will mature even more based on the feedback mm-hmm. that they get. So okay. I'm interested to see where that game goes in the next couple of months. Yeah, but I well, know they, you know, to, sup- they got to get them out there, right? I mean, And I hate to see that they've had issues like because I felt like that for the most part, you know, there's some tweaks and stuff with Houdini, but for the most part, their games have all been pretty Tanks. solid and their manufacturing yep. have has been insane. Like, you know, you saw very few Houdinis that ever broke down or you ever had any issues with, man. Yep. And in their manufacturing, I mean, they were getting games out. Now, granted, at that time, you know, through Hot Wheels and everything, it wasn't like there was mass, you know, back to when we were first talking about demand and stuff, you know, it's a little better. But they still, to figure out that manufacturing and the, to get it rolling like they did, I think people don't credit them enough for what they were able to accomplish early on and start getting games out. So, like, I kind of sure. hate to see that this far in that they've kind of come up with some issues and different things that are holding them back for once. Yeah. Well, I hope, yeah, I hope once they can get through those issues, they can figure it out, they can make a nice, reliable game, and then they can just continue to flesh out the game. And um, yeah, we'll have to see on that. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, Dave Fix said there are like uh, certain bars that's out, the Galactic Team Force is outperforming Foo Fighters. So I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what bar that is, but, uh, but yeah, we will, we'll see on that um so that's american uh what else we got haggis is still chugging right along opposed mm-hmm. apparently they're supposed to announce their next game sometime soon which is interesting because i think they still have a lot of fathoms left i could i could be wrong on that um what else oh, I, there's punny factory we had mentioned that hexa we mentioned that pinball brothers with queen uh dutch pinball still making big lebowski mm-hmm. i mean everybody else cgc cgc i'll tell you i'm, I'm waiting for an se plus it's weird I, I don't like this waiting game, but at the same time, I can't feel bad because there are LE buyers that have been waiting a year and a half. And still, yeah. I think we're in the 700s out of 1,250. I think it's 1,250 or maybe it's 1,500. They got a lot. They got a lot more to go. 
I just hope they get everything together because I'm ready for Pulp Fiction and like yeah, that, that, that timeline that just keeps. Up. Yeah, it's creeping <laughs> up fast. Closer, you know, yeah, three, right? October seemed forever ago, and now it's like yeah. October seems right around the corner, yeah. Um, yeah. sort of thing. So, like, Which, I hope that they get it all together. I don't know professionally what's the smart decision. Do you slow down your Cactus Canyon production and try to do two lines and start on Pulp Fiction to help, or do you do you know do you prioritize the people that have paid money? I'm and pretty knock sure out they have Cactus two separate Canyon. lines for it. Well, I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't like, as an LE buyer of Cactus Canyon. I'm 90 percent like, sure there's going to be two separate yeah. lines for it because with them announcing or saying, "Hey, here's when Pulp Fiction's coming," mm-hmm. right? And we see the cadence that Cactus Canyon's coming out now. It's like those two timelines are kind of going to yeah. intersect each other. And I think the last mm-hmm. thing they want to do is start pushing Pulp Fiction like off because yes. they announced it so early. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the last thing you want to do is that because then you're running a massive risk. Because we know whose next game is coming up pretty soon. And like, why would you want to release anything around that at all? Uh, for so. the listeners that are scratching their heads, Travis is talking about Keith Ellen's game, which would, mm-hmm. which is is rumored to be end of the year, it, like very end of the year, uh, early next year. And yeah, I don't think anybody wants to wants to <laughs> release like anything why, around like, Why would you? Like, yeah. why would you? It, it's like trying to do, trying to go up against an Avengers movie event. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yep. you might win some awards off to the side, but is your box office going to be any good? No, no, probably not. So that's a little bit tough to do. But my, here's my worry with pinball with right now, because we're naming off so many different companies and there's so many games. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see if we're going to hit that saturation point anytime soon. Like, I'm very curious because it just seems like there's a new there's a new manufacturer. And then oh. the current. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, and then the Till current Bob ones. Pinballs one yeah, I mean, there's so many yeah. coming out. And then the current manufacturers, they're actually producing more than one game. Like JJP's trying to up their cadence. Mm-hmm. I, You know, American Pinball, they're trying to up their cadence. You just mentioned Haggis doing the same thing. CGC with mm-hmm. two separate games. I mean, it, it's kind of, it makes me curious to see where pinball is going to go come this fall. Like summer's always a slow time regardless because mm-hmm. people getting outside. It, it's just how it is. But I'm very curious to see what happens come quarter three, quarter four. I I think we're going to see a lot more of what what we currently are seeing, which is very hot and cold. I mean, there's going to be games mm-hmm. where you cannot. We are nowhere near meeting demand, and then a lot of games are like they just don't sell. They don't. I think at this point sell. you got to come out with bangers. Yeah. At this point, either, I mean, we're yes. stern with a new facility. They're yeah. going to be producing more games. I mean, yeah. you you got to be bringing your best every single time. Well, the last thing I wanted to chat about was, um, and I think it's unique because of the the two of you, who you are. Um, you guys both that you guys are both uh, official shills at this point. You both work for pinball companies, right? So you're not allowed to say anything negative, right? That that it, it, any any time that you say something negative, Travis, about a pinball machine, you are keeping food out of your children's mouths. Right? Oh yeah, your we definitely did not say you, anything negative about them. the Godzilla topper. Nothing earlier. negative. We definitely did not. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See, look, the stern yeah. snipers getting me right yeah. now. Travis out. He doesn't want any. <laughs> or, or it's just the opposite. Like, like there is there is no winning in our position because, yeah. well, like, if you talk too good about something, you're literally just shilling it. You can't like anything. You can't thoroughly yeah. enjoy anything because if you do, you're just trying to sell it. That's all yeah. you're doing is trying to Christmas sell that. Like, yeah, you can't have you can't yeah. have an opinion on something that may go against the norm because at that point, yeah. you're just you're shilling the shit out of it. That you're so, done. 
just to clarify, the only reason you like Halloween, Greg, is because you have a lot on the shelf and you have to sell them, and that's oh, your responsibility. We have an entire warehouse full, full of Halloweens of yeah. that we just have to move, yeah. and and you're like, about to lose your home because yes. you can't sell yeah. them at a discount. Yeah. So I have to talk about how amazing that Hades <laughs> game is to sell yeah. the hell out of them. Yeah, please, please, I have children. No. Um, but okay, but being that you now both have seen behind the curtain, I'm curious what like what surprises you about that being on the other side? What what weren't you prepared for? Um, and I know like one thing, Travis, I know you've said many many times is pinball is way bigger than people give people assume. I don't to go from just assuming it's the pinball, the pin side loyalists, and a few extra like you're saying no, the pinball audience is way bigger than yeah, what we there, think. Well, I, I just go back to this. It's like how many people out there listening play video games, for instance, right? Like that may be one of your main hobbies that you do on a near daily basis. Okay. Mm -hmm. How many expos do you go to for that? How often are you posting online about video yes. games? Probably a lot yes. of people say, well, no, I don't do that. So yeah, I, I think that the ones that see the expos and they see like Facebook and pin side that they think that that's everything. And it's, it's not, it's still a section of it, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of people that know about pinball. Just take uh like Stern pinball, put something up on Facebook the other day where I think it was an actor like Jason uh, Sudeikis from mm -hmm. Saturday night live and Ted Lasso. And he was talking about pinball on there mm -hmm. and he's been shown to have a few pinball machines. So yeah. Oh, he's a huge the, JJP fan. That's why like yeah, on Ted Lasso, exactly. he showed off yeah. uh, uh wizard of Oz wizard multiple of Oz. times. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's just it's just much larger. But honestly, it's not that that shocked me. What shocks me is just I think the biggest surprise for me is when you get somebody that's very casual to pinball or brand new, right? You assume that they don't know some things, which is perfectly fine. But then there's just some things that are just so off the wall that you're just like, I don't know how you didn't know that. Like, yeah. for instance, we had somebody get a machine and for like a week they were like, can't it doesn't come on like okay you know you start going through everything well is it the boards is it this is it that and you don't want to be like condescending and you don't want to be rude and make assumptions but finally i was just like okay do you you know where the start button is I'm like oh yeah yeah and i'm like is it plugged in <laughs> was not plugged in yeah. at all they didn't even bother putting that there so i mean it's just like it happens uh, and that's happens. literally what mine was going right. to be. I, I took for granted um, how many new people are in pinball that don't experience pinball. And it's like you said, it's very hard because we're knowledgeable. You don't have to be the most knowledgeable. But to the same thing, I had somebody come in and they were like, oh, this ramp's all screwed up. I need this. This ramp is messed up. It, it doesn't work right. Well, all that had happened was the screw came loose on the post and the ramp, the metal, the wire guide, it, it shifted. The metal ramp shifted a little bit. And I was like, all you have to do is put that back over the in lane and tighten that screw down and they were like oh yep. well, okay i can do that and i'm like it's a if you can work a screwdriver you're good yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but or you the, know they uh, were terrified the broken yeah. rubber calls as well oh yeah like, like, my flipper rubber broke what do i do it's like stop flipping like don't don't play <laughs> don't. It anymore <laughs> yes yeah i yeah. mean we've and, had that we've had some that have had a ball stuck in which yeah. they it, it just scared them to death they take the yeah. glass out Yep. You know, and it, it's just, it's those little things that like Greg said, we take for granted because we're used yep. to it. It's like second nature. I had somebody with a broken just, bulb that popped out of a spotlight oh, yeah. and it got yep. banged around. And didn't work. And I was like, it's a damn bulb. 
But then again, yep. like if somebody that's new to pinball, they don't have a stock of Comet pinball bulbs or bulbs right. laying around like most of us do. So yep. you know, it's one of those things you got to you got to pull it back a little bit and go, okay, if I was brand new, I never owned this thing in my life. Like, what do I do? Because like when I very first, the Lost World is my very first machine. I never was into pinball. It's what got me into pinball. Never thought about pinball. And when I got it home, played it for like two days, half my GI went out, and I was like, uh, "What is this?" And, you know, I called the guy I got it from. He kind of talked to me like I was stupid a little bit. Um, Joel, you probably know who it is um, from your area. <laughs> okay, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, did you, uh, you know, did you lift the play f- or look? Was it lift the, no, look in the back box. And I was yeah. like, there's shit in the back box? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. you know, and all it was was like a little relay thing. And I had to tap on it. And then, you know, that clicks your GI. You know, you hear it in the older games, like a white star. It's like, click, 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 click. And yep. your GI would flash. Well, that was just stuck. And that's all it was. But I had no idea there was the board set and everything in the back. I thought everything was under the play field that he had showed me. And, you know, going back, I didn't know how to remove a bulb. First time I had to remove a bulb, I tried to pull it out. And like, I didn't know you had to push down and turn. Yeah. Like I was like, it won't unscrew. I'll just pluck it out. Maybe it's like a wedge, <laughs> but it wasn't, you yeah. know, and I broke the top off. Had to get pliers in there. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta, you go back to those days. Like you just gotta think, you know, put yourself in their shoes again back yeah. when, when we all started, but yeah. it is, it's fascinating. I remember when I bought a, I had bought, I bought an avatar, avatar pinball machine. And that was the first like real pin. Uh, it was actually, yeah, I had bought one other one, but it was anyways, that was the first one I really bought. And I show up there and this family had owned it for years. And I remember thinking I'd read everything online. What do you do when you're buying your game? And they're like, well, check the boards on the back. And I remember getting there and I'm like, crap, how do I get the back glass off? And here I am. I literally pull up my phone on YouTube, like pinball backlash removal. And I was, oh, okay. And then the lockdown bar, though, that they showed in that video had the lever, but this was a stern that had the latches. So I'm like, <laughs> remove stern lockdown bar, like Googling that. And yeah. so I take that off and then slide the glass off. And they're like, I didn't know you could do that, you know? And then I get the key out and take the back. They're like, well, you know, they're blown away. It's like, this has been here in your house for four years. No idea. And I yeah. get that. So you, oh, yeah. you do what you guys deal with that every day. We've we've had people call that literally they've left their game off for over a year because it has a ball stuck and they didn't know how to remove the glass. I have yeah. no clue how they got a game in their house because, I mean, it, and Greg will tell you this, you, you'll get calls from people that don't even buy from you. And then they'll just yes. they'll, they'll have a <laughs> lot of questions. So we hear it like everywhere. I My most favorite one was somebody had said that their Jurassic Park was malfunctioning. And so their malfunction was, and you guys can suss this out quick, their malfunction was that multiple balls were getting kicked out onto the play field during the game, not before they plunged, during the game. So (sighs) they didn't know there's multi-ball. They had no idea. <laughs> that no, that no would maybe be the best. That would be the best. Like they were just like my game malfunction. It does the way they do, they described it. It doesn't happen every game, but sometimes it'll yeah. just randomly throw out balls into the playfield, and that's when we finally sussed it out, and they walked us through it. And it's like sure as shit. Like yeah. you got a multi ball, bro. Like, that's that's yeah. Yeah. We did good. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Your game's yeah. not broken. You're not broken. Keep playing. Yeah. Like, you're fine. Well, I think the hardest thing though is too, like, like people that are new to pinball and don't know pinball, they get very frustrated or they think that something is very wrong. It's like, well, I found a couple extra screws in there or this, I had to adjust this. And I had to mess with this. And you try to, it, it's such a hard thing to try to explain to them 
this is part of pinball without yeah. making them feel that everything is just defective and going to fall apart on them. Yeah. So it's a very that's that's probably like the toughest thing dealing with that is just trying to be, you know, educate them on pinball, but at the same time not scare them away from pinball because you do you have to adjust stuff on a lot of games. Sure. Some games I've got that are perfect, and then some games I've got to pull a few things off, bend a you know a ball guide or do something with it. And you know when you go doing something to people that they're not accustomed that they buy a car, they expect everything to be perfect. They buy a coffee pot. It works. Um, pinball is just a little different or they play, you know, 50 plays on it and something goes awry that they need to fix. Like that's, that's the only like difficult part of it is, you know, walking that tightrope with, with people. Yeah. No, that's good to know. I mean, I would assume everybody that's listening to this podcast probably finds the humor in that uh, I, nobody nobody listened to a pinball podcast that probably well maybe that's not that's an unfair assumption yeah. i would assume every the majority of people that listen to this podcast yeah. know how to do those simple things and well, if you don't well, and, there's great tutorial videos on youtube <laughs> i'll tell you something and this this is what i found a little surprising too is there are people there are two kinds of people basically in pinball when it comes to something and, and these this isn't just new pinball people that's never owned a game before this is some people that i know very well and there are two kinds of people. When something goes wrong, there's people that jump in mm-hmm. and they're immediately ready to try to diagnose it, fix it, get you on the phone, you know, even if you're needing help because they just don't have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But they'll they'll jump in there and work through stuff and find stuff. And then there's the people that just absolutely refuse to touch anything and yeah. that you've got to get a tech out to them because they just will not take that initiative to pick up a screwdriver and do the simplest of tasks. And then I, I had one guy, I don't want to talk about the game just to give too much away but there was an older gentleman in his 70s that bought a specific game and there was an issue with a bracket and a whole mech well by the time i got that guy back on the phone trying to diagnose what it was he done took it out to his workshop drilled out holes bigger did all this stuff got it working like figured out never owned a pinball machine in his life man it was already like (laughs) i was like whoa slow down like you can sometimes take it a little too far like yeah yeah yeah. but i mean you know there's that that balance of people and like i said sometimes it's pinball people that are you know into the hobby quite a bit but when it comes to actually working or diagnosing something with their game they're just at a loss and they're done yeah don't want to jump in yeah they're just terrified too yeah, this would be the wrong hobby in my mind. If I think if you own a pinball machine, you either need to learn to fix it, or you you need to be ready to pay somebody to come fix it. I agree, because it's yeah. gonna something's gonna break. Ball's gonna yes. get stuck. Your bulb's gonna come out. Yeah. Something's gonna break, and yeah, that's there's a reason why I have a little tool bag that's that sits under yep. my pin. I think most people do in this hobby have a, have a, most a little stuff toolkit is, right there. It's just intimidating for people. Sure. Like most stuff is fairly simple, especially with Stearns. Most everything running through node boards and everything is everything is pretty damn simple. Most of their mechs are very simple. You know, there's stuff that once you start to really learn it and you get accustomed to that particular manufacturer, you know, it, it the simplicity of, you know, it's not like when you had board sets you need to pull off and resolder a transistor or anything on, you know, on White Stars or anything else or any of the, you know, other games. The spikes in all the modern games, oh, yeah. it's either you replace the damn board because the board's bad or it's something else small that a wire popped off or something you can do. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't know. I'm I'm not terrified. I mean, I guess because I've done most of that for so long, but you're yeah it's simpler than people think. A stern game, you're gonna be grabbing a screwdriver before you grab a solder. Anything. Iron. Yeah. A yes, lot of the older agreed. games I agree, it was like something's oh, switch nuts working. Yep, that old wire, because it's 30 plus years or whatever it is, popped yes. off. Like 
soldering yeah. iron is normally involved, but a newer yeah. game, nah, it's gonna be it's no. gonna be a screwdriver. With most optos and everything else, there's all Molex going to most yeah. things. So it's like, you know, you just unplug that. Again, screwdriver, you replace that and plug it back in and you're yep. good to go. Um so yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh I think that's I don't know. Was there anything else you guys wanted to to mention or talk or uh no? I mean, we could go on a full soapbox dealing with the difficult customers if you want us to, but we're probably going to keep that <laughs> one private. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I do. I do software support for a living, so it's definitely there's a lot of that similarity of just. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you try clicking that? Did you try restarting that? Did you try this? Yeah. And then the others where they're like, it's just like, can yeah. you just we we can. Well, and sometimes like because like, Travis, I don't know if you like for whatever reason, I still can't explain it. Sometimes just reseating a connection. Like unplug it, <laughs> yeah. plug it back in works. Yep. And yep. I, you know, it's probably like a 30% chance yep. that it's going to work. And yep. to tell people that they think you're ridiculous yeah. or, yep. you know, you, you got to switch this going off somewhere in opto and you say, okay, I need you to bang around on the play field, take your fist, hit the play field, see what switch. And I, why am I hitting the, like, they will talk <laughs> yeah. to you like you're just the yeah. dumbest person yeah. in the world. Cause it's so simple, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think they expect something more. And so, you know, most things are pretty damn simple. We can diagnose yeah. pretty quick. Just. Bear with me. You yeah. just you just got to remind them what they did with their Nintendos when they were kids. Yeah, we all yeah. blew in the cartridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's basically the equivalent to that at yes. this point. <laughs> well, speaking of plugging things in, we should probably wrap it up and go ahead and do plugs. So, uh, Greg, feel free, plug away whatever you got. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Visit uh, Flipping Out Pinball, flip, letter N, outpinball.com. Uh, check out me and Zach on Straight Down the Middle. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, our Facebook, yeah, we do a little bit on, but mainly YouTube. Uh, we got a couple of episodes uh, that should be coming out soon. I think we're recording some fresh stuff next week. So uh, that's always exciting and fun. Get a little bit of stuff off my chest and talk about some games even further. Yeah, Even after absolutely. you guys. Um, and then we might have some other big new things coming up that we can't talk about yet. Awesome. That rubber band collector, right? That's the, that's <laughs> the, the big go-to. rubber band ball. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And for the, uh, you know, this incredibly small demographic that we have, if you live in Southern Indiana, reach out to Zach and, uh, I'm uh, sorry, reach out to Greg and, and work with him on buying or selling a house, right? <laughs> Isn't that the- Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 he's a realtor. Yeah. If you're in the area, hey, yeah. I've sold and bought a lot of pinball people and I give great pinball gifts. Just ask anybody. I gave a guy a Hobbit Playfield one time that bought a house. Nice. For me, like I give amazing closing gifts to my pinball. <laughs> friends so not not to talk it up too much but you know it's uh i'm, I'm pretty generous to my pinball friends when they buy a house but you're me. i'm assuming you're only licensed in indiana or is that yeah in indiana yeah indiana. but okay. i've got yeah. great referrals up. in kentucky so if you're in kentucky there we go. There we go. All right. awesome awesome well greg thank you so much for being on man that's yeah uh, thank you guys for having me man it's great time i knew you wanted to talk about tournaments and i'm sorry you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> i know i'm disappointed now yeah. uh travis plug away man yeah, you guys can find me right here on the uh, Triple Drain <laughs> Pinball Podcast with yeah. uh, with Greg Bone and Tom Graff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, We've replaced Joel. Congrats, Joel. Yeah. Perfect. He was just too mean. He's got a good beard. <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. He does. Um, he has an excellent beard. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm Joel. I do the Flipping Out stream every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Check us out there. Otherwise, uh, we sold some lunch boxes. So Zazzle.com, if you check that out and go to Triple Drain, we actually sold some lunch boxes. Somebody bought a golf towel. I'm just saying. Uh, and what I didn't realize is you can edit 
the design. And so there was a guy that actually took the design and by editing the design, you can change products. So he made like a triple drain Frisbee. He made like, you can do whatever you want. So we um, have a triple drain Frisbee. I don't have a link to it, but he took one of our designs, edited it, changed the product to a Frisbee. <laughs> right. And we, we, have it, we yeah, definitely yeah. need to penetrate the Frisbee golf industry. Yeah, man. Now yeah. it's our chance. Flying off the Untap market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we got some stuff there. Obviously, Silverball swag. Check that out. And then thank you to all the Patreon supporters. We really appreciate you guys. Um, we have some stuff in the works with YouTube. So I know currently all these things are are on the, the Pinball Network uh, on the YouTube channel. But believe it or not, we have a triple drain YouTube channel. And I think we're going to start doing just some shorts and stuff like that. So if you can't get enough of us, feel free to subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel there for just some additional extra content. But um, normally Tom gets the last words. But you know what? I, I think, uh, Greg, I'm going to give them to you. So uh, Oh, do not put that pressure on me. 